guy. Welcome back, folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. My name is Tyler. And we've received the return of Blake yet again. He, he was willing to come back for another minute. Hi, guys. I never, I never heard we received the return before like that. <laughs> My brain went well, one way and then it had to U-turn. So I was like, that didn't make sense. It's all it's, good. It's all good. It sounds like we should be like hosting a banquet or something. Like, we have received the return of <laughs> Sir Blake. And may we all dine on his... Uh, success. success? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was, when I said it was going to go. I was like, where's he going? <laughs> so we're also, uh, so let me introduce the minute and then um, we'll address the fact that we were bad hosts last minute. Today we are talking about minute 24 of High School Musical 2. Minute 24 starts out with Troy exclaiming, let's work it. And ends with the key change repeat of the chorus. Now, Condra, when you say we're bad hosts, does that mean just like we don't have a good selection of wine at our banquet for Blake? Um, <laughs> no, it's it means that we did not properly introduce him in a way that could potentially offend him. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> in the last minute. And we we run the risk of being cursed for all time. I hate it when I get cursed for all time. Then all my servants turn into furniture. <sighs> You did good, you, you good dancing out of it, though. There you go. <laughs> That's true. True. So let's start out this minute with, Blake, can you tell us a little bit about your history with High School Musical 2? Oh, yeah. So actually, what's funny about this, I remember at the beginning of this season, you guys were talking about the premiere when it first premiered on Disney Channel. I watched it that night. We planned, um, me and my wife were house-sitting for a couple of weeks because family situation. And we were house-sitting for a couple of weeks. So we pretty much had to run the house to ourselves. But we knew this movie was debuting on a Friday night. So we planned our entire week around it to make sure we were home at the house with pizza <laughs> watching the movie. Awesome. <laughs> so we could rewatch this thing live as it happened. Because we loved the first one so much. So I, I watched this thing first first when it debuted. And we had so much fun watching it. Like, it was a lot of fun. Like, we were just goofing around having a good time watching this movie. Plus the fact that it helped that my wife had a big crush on Zac Efron. It also helps. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun watching this. Like, I, I really enjoy this movie, even though it's a, way over the top and crazy at times. But I really love this movie. Thank I'm you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned when two grown adults watch High School Musical for fun. But also, I have a podcast about it. So you know I what? I, I'm, I'll, I'll, and I'll talk about this next season. I start High School Musical, Musical 3 in the theater. So I'll talk about that next season. I'm so jealous. I was I was in my down phase, but now I regret not seeing it in the theater. I'm a musical person, so any chance to see a musical on the big screen, I'm going to try to take it. Fair, fair. All right. Well, do we want to get into this dance break here? Sure. Yes. It can't be a Kenny Ortega song without a dance break. Yes. And, uh, and this is definitely one of the more unique dance breaks. <laughs> yeah. As I teased at the end of the last episode, it becomes a little bit of a, a stomp procedure where we got people banging on different pots and pans for percussive effects. And I also knew of this lovely little short video that existed on, on the YouTube and sent it around <laughs> to y'all before we recorded today. <laughs> Just yeah. of the realistic sounds, what it would have sounded like without all the music and, and everything else. Just like what two pan lids sound like when they're hit together. 
or when you're shaking a pepper mill, <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I'll po- I'll post that link in the episode description, but um, I don't know if it's the one YouTube channel that does a lot of these, but there's a there's a trend on YouTube where people will be like, what if it was a movie, but like this movie scene, but like what it would have actually sounded like, or a lot of times it's music videos and it's just a lot of people like grunting and, and dance and like foot squeaks mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. That's you, some of those. Um, but yeah, because what's happening is Troy has grabbed those wooden spoons and is banging the, the pots that are kind of hanging down. And then, yeah, random people are banging together pot lids and Gabriella <laughs> clinks some upside down wine glasses which, by the way, I do like that. I actually really like that moment for the music, so. The way that girl, like, so stiffly bangs those two pot lids together, it just looks like she would hurt her wrist if she put any force in it by the way she's holding her arms. Because she's, like, locked elbows. And I'm like, girl, you okay? I'll just throw this out there. Um, Her outfit looks straight out of the musical Waitress. Mm. So there you go. Throw that out because you're we brought up stop. I'll bring up waitress. <laughs> yeah, the the dancing in this it gets a little. It's it feels different than I think the closest we've seen in the past is maybe get your head in the game. But at the same time, I'm like, is it the da- like it's so it's solo but not really solo dancing. It's it's a lot of prop work. They, like, do some shuffle. A lot of work went into this. Yeah, it's yeah. very well coordinated, and, like, everything is timed wonderfully, and I know when I watched the, um, how they danced it, like, the prep work for the dance on the a special feature on the Blu-ray, they, it really took them some time to get some of the timings right, because if they pushed the cart a little too early, like, it messed with the shot of the other people, and it was just, so that I can appreciate a lot of just how much work went into this, because it, it does flow quite nicely, like, in and out of shot. Yeah, the, the cutting between the different dancers and the and the sound effects especially even even if the sound effects aren't like completely realistic it's just kind of fun to like flash back and forth you see chad and martha kind of having a dance off between them so that's a fun pairing also chad hits his head he's got a pot on his head and he's like i'm gonna just hit my head with the pot or i'm gonna hit the pot (laughs) on my head with just like a ladle and a pan lid and i'm like dude you're not a bell It's funny though. Like, it's just he does that, and he's like, Um, dude, you're gonna have a concussion after that. <laughs> he's got a helmet on, it's fine. <laughs> oh, no, 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 all of a sudden, uh, Charles Klapau comes in the middle, surrounded by a couple other guys with pepper mills in their hand, and they're like sliding, shuffling their feet, not like full Michael Jackson style, but like they're trying to look suave and cool, but they've got their arms again fully extended and elbows locked with these like pepper mills in their hands, and they're just like turning their wrists a little, and it's making like an egg shaker sound. <laughs> like you don't hear pepper when it's in a pepper mill like that and what's funny to me is that i'm watching this and i'm like they didn't actually like let any of that out because that's gonna make a massive mess on the floor <laughs> pepper on the floor well that's how troy can do his cool like little kick around so well as he's just sliding around everywhere because there's pepper all over the floor there you go <laughs> and if any of those had salt in them it's just bad luck to spill salt exactly there you go 
By the way, so we were talking the last minute about um, were they actually cooking in the kitchen? You could actually see steam coming out of a pot right behind Troy and Gabriella <laughs> at one point. So the stove is going. Like, they're actually cooking something on the stove during its whole sequence. Oh, no. Well, no wonder the toast got burnt. <laughs> Chef Michael left the kitchen and all it all went to nightmare. Yeah, I, I have a pause. It's right when um, um Gabriella is holding up a pan and back is hitting it with the wooden spoon. And right behind him, you see steam coming out of a pot. <laughs> oh, that- yeah. I mean, they had to shoot live in this kitchen, and they and the kitchen had still had to produce food while they were doing this whole sequence. So <laughs> that Troy and Gabriella, like when Gabrielle's just holding up that that baking sheet, and Troy's just wailing on it with wooden spoons, he is ruining that pan. Like how many? I know. <laughs> cooking devices were destroyed in the making of this minute. Well, I don't think they had full restaurant quality no, baking trays, No, but you can trays, see Kondra. the dents in the baking tray. <laughs> that, was, that was a spare they had. There you go. Um, do we want to get back to these lyrics? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, the lyrics become very confused again. Someone, who says, tell me what you want, tell me what you need? Troy, Is that Troy? Gabriella. That a, Troy Gabriella. We get a little bit of sugar, a little bit of butter. Zeke and Martha. I don't know. It's the perfect recipe. Just sugar and butter? I don't know what. Um, Have you ever just had sugar and butter? It's delicious. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm not sure if you're joking or not. I, I put sure. sugar and butter on rice sometimes, like as like a dessert. Yeah. Almost like a rice pudding, but like not yeah. as much. It's delicious. Sugar and butter combined are are good things to make basically anything taste better but it's not the perfect recipe well sh- <laughs> butter sugar so sweet and like fatty or rich tasting plus them working it's the perfect recipe for payday <laughs> ah there you go payday like the candy bar i mean it what's in a pay- peanuts Toffee? Is it toffee or peanut butter in a payday? I don't know. It seems I'm like something it up right now. we could easily find out. <laughs> I had a feel like I was going to ask. I'm looking it up right now. What is in a payday candy bar? Here we go. Um, salted peanuts covered in nougat li- nougat-like sweet caramel center. So instead of butter, it's heavy cream. But basically, <laughs> it's sugar and butter. <laughs> oh yeah, payday is the one that doesn't have chocolate on it. That's Correct. that's what makes payday interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting in quotes. I stayed away from paydays. I was like, nah, no chocolate, not <laughs> worth my time. And so now they're just now they're just on that grind of like, oh, when we eventually get paid, it'll be nice. But for now, we have to deal with working. And then they all talk about what they <laughs> what they're gonna do with their their paychecks. Yeah, I, I really want to know why Jason suddenly has this interest in making motion pictures. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning so much about Jason in this scene. We learned that he's real dumb. <laughs> he can't do role-playing, but he loves movies. <laughs> like, how is a summer job going to pay for that? That's the question I have. He just needs a little camcorder so he can run around his neighborhood pretending to do parkour and make it seem really <laughs> cool in editing with his handheld. He's he's so a, pretty much he's doing a TikTok ahead of time. He's an he's early YouTuber. <laughs> I was going to suggest Jason sell all of his old comic books and just basically shoot while he's at work and just kind of make like oh, funny I... observations about the place he works at. Mm. I see what you're doing. I see what you did there. 
Uh, yeah, for those of you listening at home, that's a Clerks reference, Kevin Smith. Yes. Yeah. And you can and you can hear me talk about Clerks on Clerks Minute on all podcasting platforms. Oh, Thank you for the plug. Wow. I'm so good. Seamless. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, Jason says he's gonna make some motion pictures. Martha's hitting them all with all her sisters, which is unclear which if she actually, actually like. has a large family or if it's just like her friends and she's utilizing terminology that the only other person we've seen use is Taylor. Um, I actually believe that she would say that as her friends because she is the hip hop one. Um, like I actually believe. Okay, that. all right. Okay. Yeah. How much? How much Martha appropriates black culture is is probably not for us to discuss. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if she gets a pass. Uh, yeah. But okay, it checks out at least that she would say something like that. And then Zeke, <laughs> another out there comment instead of focusing on baking he's getting tickets well not out there because he's it's still basketball but he's getting ticks to the knicks and sixers tyler you have some fun facts about that yeah i was curious about this line one because the the the, the movie takes place in albuquerque new mexico uh-huh and so maybe these people would be fans of the phoenix suns or maybe a team in texas i don't really know where those lines are drawn in the in the southwest region of the United States. But um the Knicks and the Sixers are both Eastern Conference NBA teams. They're not even Western Conference teams. <laughs> Maybe Zeke's family is from New York or something, but uh no one tends to be excited about the Knicks. Their record in the 2007-2008 season was 23 and 59. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's a, that that was that time. <laughs> it was that time. <laughs> and um, the Sixers were forty and forty-two. They made the playoffs that year. We're te- we're technically talking about the season after, right after this movie came out, but um, but still, either yeah. way, they weren't they weren't good. <laughs> it's not like we're in the like the late nineties when you have like the Knicks and the Bulls and all them. Like this yeah. is not that time period. This is like this is just around the time of like I'm trying to remember. I I, I fell out of basketball during this era, so I think this is like the early Kobe days. I think um, <laughs> I don't remember. Well, 2007, 2008 is when you had the Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and uh, Paul, Paul Pierce. Thank you. Oh, that was I, I know thank that you. year. Yeah, well, they did win the championship. Yeah, that was a, that was a big year for New England, <laughs> just in general. Yes, I know nothing about that as a Giants fan. I know nothing about that. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Wow. Um, <laughs> Kelsey wants to kick it with the music mixers. Sure, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, maybe she wants to kick it with a tribe called Quest. Or that's a. That's a can I kick it reference yeah. for all you <laughs> 90s East Coast hip hop fans? I was just trying to think if I could work a way to get like jump in. <laughs> Isn't there kick it up? Didn't we talk about kick it up? Yeah, gotta <laughs> kick it up. Yeah. Which is not a soccer movie. Not a it's soccer a movie. dancing movie. <laughs> it's a dancing movie. Chad's still talking about a car. At least that's consistent. Yeah. That's very consistent for him. So from this movie, and even in the next movie, it's extremely consistent. But then Taylor wants to lounge around the pool a while, which is a well-sung lyric, but a completely nonsensical one from Taylor's perspective. Well, I think... And also, like, can't you do that anyway when you're not on the clock? Like, can't you do that? Well... I also want to argue, because we've talked about this with Taylor, she ridiculously overworked herself during the school year. So even though she wanted to work over the summer, like she didn't want something too crazy so she could also relax because she's also a teenager and is the character Taylor's teenager. 
Um, and it makes sense. Like, yeah. Taylor's also the kind of person, though, who like schedules time to relax, like from four to four forty five. It's going to be chilling by the pool. But then after that, back to work. Hey, don't say that like it's a bad thing. That's how I get my downtime. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's it's fine. But like, it's not really like lounging implies like you had a lot of spare time on your hands. Yeah. And then Troy is smooth and says, make a date with my favorite girl. And then we got the rhyme that pulls it all together. We've got it made. <laughs> with 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 a um, nice slide in the background by Chad. <laughs> Just slid it there. <laughs> so overall, like the plot of this song goes, everyone's yelling at Troy um, because they have a job. Troy says, no, like, guys, like, we're all friends. If we, if, you know, if we, it'll, it'll be work, but we can find a way to make it fun. And then everyone goes, you're right, Troy, we'll make money and then we'll be happy later. Capitalism. They didn't learn the lesson that he was trying to impart on them. They just said, oh yeah, later we'll get money. Like, the song doesn't make any sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny is that, I'm, I'm trying not to like, spoil later in the movie because I know um, you haven't seen it yet, but they do actually like come back to this later where it's like they're having fun while working, but they're working. Like they're having fun though. Like they, that's what they're trying to do. And they do pay that off later, but they don't pay it off of the song like at all. No, it's very much an unearned reunite. I don't know if reunion is the right word, but like a, a come coming together of all of them like chad dances they, they key change and everyone's there like they're all dancing together in sync whoa in sync's there well they just got i knew that joke was I coming had I, knew to, that joke was I had to mention in sync <laughs> as well because when they're yelling payday i'm hearing just got paid it's friday night in my head ah! oh yeah and even though NSYNC was not the original, like, singers of that song, I still, like, have to think about it. That's the version I know off the top yeah, of my head, though, yeah. but I, I get it. <laughs> no strings attached. Yep. I'm just saying things. It's fine. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. I was saying the album it's that that song me. was off of. Well, like, that's, No Strings Attached is also a song on that album. I, I, I know. It is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have a good connection to like who in this movie would have a no strings attached type thing. Uh, um, so hmm. we don't need to dwell We're on not that. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to think about that. Would that go there? Would that go there? Um, but I think as they all come together, it might be time for us all to, to come together. Ooh, you mean to decom together? To decom together. <laughs> So it well. is time for our decom of the week segment. Uh, this week we are going to do an ultimate crossover because I was bad and forgot to prepare something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all three of us have come up with a Disney property of any variety that isn't like Star Wars or Marvel or anything that existed as a Disney property in 2007 when this movie came out. Yeah. And we're going to all try to find a way to combine them into one relatively coherent story. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> hey, our one last time was pretty good. I will say that. <laughs> what was that? Snow White and <laughs> Mr. And Boogity? Oh, it was Mr. Boogity. What? Well, we did Phineas and Ferb the prior time. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I remember Phineas and Ferb was in there somewhere. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, we did Phineas and Ferb and the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> That's right. All right, Blake, you're our guest. Would you like to give us your property first? Sure, because I, I was sitting here and I'm trying to think like something fun that we can work with. 
So I was like, let's go TV show and go with the original DuckTales, 1987 DuckTales, the Disney Afternoon classic. Okay. Condra, what's yours? Mine perfectly goes along with Blake's because mine is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh, nicely done. <laughs> okay, well, mine doesn't perfectly suit it, but it's not—it's not going to be exclusionary. It's actually gonna—it's actually gonna give us a direction to go because mine is the Epcot ride Mission to Mars. Yes. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'm all right. so excited. <laughs> so, Mission to Mars is just a concept, basically. I don't think we need to have Gary Sinise involved. He can be. <laughs> But there's not really a characters or like a plot. It's just no. you go to Mars. Yeah. So maybe for the people at home, Tyler, do you want to give a, a 30 second mission to Mars? Because you've done the ride um, more than I have because I've only done it once. Yeah. The mission to Mars ride. You and three other people are in a space shuttle going to Mars. You push buttons in the space shuttle to help the, the, the mission succeed. But if you don't push the buttons, it, it works out anyway because it's just it's just a ride that happens. And then you land on Mars and you almost crash, but then you don't. There's a version of the ride that spins to create a zero gravity effect. There's another version of the ride that doesn't spin, but is also pretty woozy. That That's it. It's, you just go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Gar- Gary Sinise introduces the, the ride and says, hey, hey, astronauts, I'm going to send you to Mars. Because he was in like Apollo 13, I guess. There's also a really beautiful original song as you're leaving <laughs> um, <laughs> that I'm a For fan. those of you who listen to the Disney Park soundtracks like Condra does. Hey, I'm really cool. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Okay, so DuckTales, we've got Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Scrooge McDuck, Abby. No, Abby is um Chicken Little. Webby. 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 <laughs> my mind just went chicken little really quick on we can do chicken little later Condra. okay, okay. we don't need a fourth property involved right uh, Save it. although Save there it. are aliens and chicken little yes and then who framed roger rabbit is roger who's an OC. well he's based on a comic character but kind of the oc in this mashup toontown world um, where all of the the Disney animated characters and the Looney Tune animated characters exist in one beautiful world. Yeah, I don't think we need to go that far into it. I think as long as we stick to Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, and maybe Bob Hoskins, but I don't even know if he needs to be say, in it. Well, what about Benny? Hey, I, I'm picturing Bob Hoskins if you wanted to stick to the ride thing and have Bob Hoskins like narrating the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> Do we ever get Bob Hoskins and Gary Sinise hanging out? That seems pretty great. There you go. <laughs> what about Benny, Tyler? Or the the bits, not Huey. Or, what What's the baby's uh, Christopher, name? Christopher Lloyd? No, what's the baby with the cigar's name? I I, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, I, I have the Catholic. Baby Herman or something? Yeah. Baby Herman, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be wrong, but it was just a guess. Baby Herman sounds right, because I've watched the shorts recently. Okay, so we got Roger hanging out with the ducks. That seems, is that good? Yeah. That makes sense. That does I, I, make I mean, sense. See, I can see them teaming up for an adventure, so it makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Like, Roger is in some sort of shenanigan, and he's like, I need help, and then rolls over to Scrooge McDuck's house and is like, I'm trying to go to Mars. And instead of Scrooge McDuck answering, it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and they're like, yo, let's go to Mars. Here's the thing. Okay, okay. if we're doing this right, though, Launchpad has to actually fly the ship. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Launchpad McQuack? <laughs> yes. 
He has to lie on the ship because then he has to crash the ship because then he has to check it off on his checklist of things he's crashed. Yeah. I've watched the show way too much. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> I only know Launchpad McQuack as that, that pull at the at the beginning of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. See, I, I know Launchpad McQuack, not from DuckTales, but from my favorite show, Darkwing Duck. So oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> other thing that I want to mention, is this a like a noir film like Who Framed Ro- Roger Rabbit? Like, Is there like a mystery or a crime element to it? mystery element could be part of it because the DuckTales also involves a number of mysteries and kind of... Yeah, most of their whole thing is mystery stuff, like most of that whole run. Yeah. So are they like flying to Mars and then there's like a sabotage on the shuttle like with them and they have to like figure out who the (laughs) who the mole is? I bet some... Or did somebody or did somebody steal something from Scrooge and they needed to get up to Mars? So they're teaming up with Roger to fly up there. Well, I, I think some maybe they stole something from Jessica because why would they, like it would ooh, make more ooh, sense right. for Roger to go to Scrooge than for Scrooge to go to Roger. Here's the thing. I, I, I actually I got something. What if magic is the spell? She can actually make magical spells and mm. fly anywhere and go anywhere. And messes with Je- kidnap Jessica. So now he needs Scrooge's help because he knows how to do with magic and spell. That's a good idea. I, I was thinking. Just to, to add to the, like the the crime element, it seems like Roger's in deep and he needs to borrow money from Scrooge. Ooh, mm. okay, all right. And Scrooge right, McDuck right. is like, okay, but you got to do a favor for me. Take my three <laughs> nephews up to Mars to get them away from me. <laughs> is there some like treasure on Mars or something that he has to get? That sounds like something Scrooge would do mm, too. That like would be, he yeah. get some treasure. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can have some of my money. Um, if you go to Mars and get it for me, then you can keep 15%. And they have a fun argument. Uh, Roger Roger's negotiating tactics are hilariously bad, where he, like, argues himself down from 15% to, like, 10% somehow. <laughs> I see that. That's the better way I can see it. And I feel like that would reminisce to something from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, he negotiates poorly in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I think yeah, that'd be the nice he, callback. He and, he and Bob Hoskins have the you don't, you do, you don't, yeah. you do. So we want to rewatch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Do I have time today to watch that? Like, <laughs> I'll put it on my list of things to do next week. <laughs> so Roger and Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in a space shuttle going to Mars. But then when they get to Mars, like something goes wrong. It's not what they've been led to believe. Can Can they be wearing like, it's orange and green level, right? Is the the two yeah. levels on oh. Mission to Mars tie <laughs> on the ride? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> I think it's that because I was Wait. thinking it'd be funny for the boys to be in the less intense one and Roger to be in the more intense one. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! <laughs> yeah, so R- Roger's getting spun around. They're not going on the ride literally, but we're getting an adaptation of the ride yeah. where part of the part of the space shuttle is spinning really fast for no reason. <laughs> He like ends okay. up in like a pod that's not securely fastened, so he's like a- that makes perfect sense. That makes so sense for Roger because everything for him is always like tunified and turned up a notch. That makes perfect sense for him. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie get put into hypersleep, but Roger doesn't. Mm. Oh, so Roger so ages intensely, but <laughs> or is this like normal space, like cartoon space rules that there's no time issue with it? I, yeah, I think it's Jimmy Neutron rules where you don't even need a helmet. Okay. Well, no, 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 <laughs> well, no, no, the, no, no, no. The fun would be the fun would be is that Roger deals with all of this because he's a cartoon. He can just like do one thing and go right back to normal. <laughs> I would, 
would say yeah, the that cartoons can't die. That's part of the. That's got to be part of the plot. Is like Scrooge is like, well, you can't like Roger. You're invincible. That's why like I'm sending you. But I will say Mickey and friends, and therefore by extension Huey, Dewey, and Louie do wear space helmets. So if Roger's they not, do. the boys mm-hmm. still need to. <laughs> I just, I, I just. If we're going Epcot there... rules too, gosh darn it. Does Mickey Mouse wear like one of his costume characters is with a space helmet? So okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of riffing on Alien right now, I guess. <laughs> but I think what's got to happen is Scrooge's plan isn't to get isn't to get like gold or like anything money on Mars. There's actually a secret store of a very valuable compound on Mars, but that compound is actually dip. Scrooge McDuck <gasps> is dealing in the dip. No. Wow. <laughs> no. And so they get to Mars, and instead of bringing the dip back, they have to destroy the dip on Mars. Or is, but do we find out Scrooge McDuck is collecting the dip? Because, because like, Scrooge is not inherently evil. No. Okay. So, like, yeah, is I, he yeah, collecting it this. to figure out a way to safely destroy it in a way that doesn't harm Toons? That, that could be the twist. Like, they make, like, <laughs> Roger's forced to make the hard choice to, to sell his soul out for the woman he loves and and do a bad thing for the right reasons. And then they get back and it's like, oh, he was just going to destroy it anyway. Okay. I like that idea, though. I think that adds some depth to the story because right now we've just made, like, a straight-up slapsticky kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and you can actually have a little bit of heart to the DuckTales lore. We know that much. So we can throw a little more... You want into it? I think that works really well. Do our, do the do the nephews have their own little subplot? I I don't want to I don't want to sell them short. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know anything about their shtick, so they're just kind of troublemakers. One of them, they're kind of like the Alvin and the Chipmunks, where they've got those three kind of personalities. Like one's a, a go getter, one's kind of more brainier. The problem is, I'm trying. I'm I'm thinking of the um because because of the 2007 rule. I I'm trying to in my back of my brain not think about the 2017 I version know. that really like made the ducks better characters. Yeah. Like, they're just such better characters in the new show yeah. that I'm trying not to like think of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely having the same problem too. So it's not just you. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, I do love that it's show, so, so like good. I'm trying not to talk about that version. Yeah. <laughs> so Huey and Dewey and Louie, it seems like they're they get a bit where they're like pushing buttons on the spaceship and things are constantly going wrong. They don't know what the effects are, are but Roger's getting like beat up in the background. Exactly, yeah. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're just trying oh, to like they're trying to do a, a like a we'll show it that we're not just little kid kind of thing. Like so, there's a relatable element for the younger viewers. And they yeah. still get into some shenanigans, but it's not as like. And they intense. end up proving themselves when on the return trip, when like things are really going wrong, and they they know exactly what buttons to push because they were messing around with it earlier. They're like, we weren't messing around; True. we just like needed to push buttons to see how it worked. That's a good way of looking at it. Actually, I like that because uh, then because you know you know how this is going to end is with like Launchpad having some kind of issue there. They need to help Launchpad. That's usually how it works. You know? And then they're Apollo 13-ing. Gary Sinise is on the line like you gotta do exactly as I tell you in the like exactly right. You have a 13% chance of survival. I, I think they just I think that might take it a little too far out of Toon World, Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, 
<laughs> just when they get back to the Earth's atmosphere, uh, Benny is now a is now a plane, and <gasps> it comes in and rescues them. Yeah, Benny. Go. No, Benny became a tugboat, or he's on the tugboat <laughs> that catches their rocket. I, I like the idea of Benny flying a plane. Benny driving a boat. I, either of those things. I like the idea of a car <laughs> driving another vehicle. <laughs> That's a great visual, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it definitely works for the character Benny because we know his and tires are articulated to some extent. Exactly. And it works in the tune world as well. So that, it really works all together. And then, yeah. So, and then we have our subplot on Earth with like Bob Hoskins trying to figure out what Scrooge was what Scrooge was planning to do with the dip. Like he, he has word that there's like a dip deal going on and he's trying to investigate it. Okay. There's yeah. something there. Or even if you don't like, I don't think we need that plot. But if they really, we're gonna stay in the air and do yeah, all that. I, yeah, I think staying on Mars. We don't need. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I was trying to get like the human characters involved. No, this is just tunes. Okay. <laughs> Betty's driving a plane and a boat. It's tunes. All right. Any any other thoughts for Roger Rabbit, Ducktales, <laughs> Mission to Mars? Who framed DuckTales to Mars? <laughs> what medium is this? Is this a TV special? Is this a TV movie? Is this a theatrical movie? Is this like a... I can see them, if this we're talking about in like 2007, 2008, when this is actually the... Well, nowadays, they would throw on Disney+. Oh, yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. As you put this together, it's on Disney+. I think Plus. it's a TV like, movie. people would watch it. Yeah, I would say Disney Channel would air it. Like just been fun yeah, of it. Yeah, it's it's like know? a Phineas and Ferb crossover special. Like it's an hour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I dig it. Well, that was wild. That was super fun. <laughs> but it worked. But it worked. That's the crazy part. It worked. <laughs> Blake, if people want to hear more of your shenanigans, where can they find you? All right. Well, I um last on the last episode, I did say go find me on the Blake Style Show, which it's true. So, but um in February, I am starting a brand new show. It's a called the Entertainment Apex, and my first movie. In there will be Miracle, and you can listen to Miracle. Let's talk about Miracle during the Olympic Games. So if you go subscribe to that feed now, you can actually hear um, a podcast that I did talking about the movie Rent. Ooh. So you can go listen to that and then get ready for February when you're going to be talking about Miracle with a whole bunch of guests. Um, what, the, what my theme was, we did a teams, so like every episode has like two guests or more. So that was oh, a lot that's of fun. fun. Put together. Well, that's coming in February. I have one question for you, though, Blake. What team do you play for? United States of America. Not the Wildcats? No. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure what that joke was, but Condra got it. I was going for my movie. You're going for your movie. That's what happened there. Try it again. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no. No. Like, first, you need to go run across, skate across the the rink and back. So do that. Right. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What team, Blake? Wildcats. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Can I play for the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> Our sincerest gratitude to Blake for coming back on the show. Yes. It's been a blast. Always a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. I'm definitely coming back next season. Good. So. Good. Oh, sure. And I definitely. think I already have what you wanted, so we'll double check at the end. <laughs> definitely. And Connor, where can people find us? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Contra. I've been Tyler. 
I've been Blake. And we'll catch you next time for hopefully this song ending. You can bet on it. <laughs>